0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. It is our podcast that happens every day, Monday through Friday, here on KRLD. And today's date, Wednesday, April 20th. I'm Kristen Diaz.
1: I'm David Rankin. Thank you so much for staying with us as we head closer and closer to summer. You know, one of the things that we do in the summertime that... Everyone that has lived in North Texas has has to have done at least once, and that's visit our friends at Six Flags over Texas in Arlington. On Ask the Expert today, we are joined by Sharon Parker. Now, Sharon Parker has been with uh, Six Flags for a long time, and she just received a new title. Good afternoon, Sharon. Tell us about this new title.
2: Oh wow! I think uh, this is—it still gives me goosebumps every time I say it, but I have recently been appointed the general manager for Six Flags Over Texas.
0: <laughs> Fabulous. And and for our listeners, give them a little bit of, a, of your background and, and why this is so special to you.
2: Sure. Um, so I think, um, you know, when you're looking at um, this position, um, you don't think um, that, well, let me say it this way. Didn't think that a girl like me from Fort Worth, Texas, um, who Graduated um, with a radio television film degree would end up having this opportunity, Um, but you know there's uh, there's a bigger path and a bigger plan for all of us that sometimes we're not aware of and when it hits you it hits you hard and you just uh, move full steam ahead so. Started off in um, journalism, much like you guys. I think there's a few that work at your station that remember way back when, when we worked together. Um, From there, went to TV and then transitioned into the wonderful world of PR and kind of climbed the ladder at Six Flags Over Texas and have now had this opportunity.
1: Now that you're the general manager of the place, you're making the decisions, running the show, what's it like? What does the general manager do at at a major tourist attraction?
2: Yes, and um, the way I like to describe our um, operation is we're a mini city. Um, We have a governance board. We have um, a a safety team, a security team, a loss prevention team, um, and we have a maintenance team that has mechanics and engineers. So um, when you think about it at that depth, thanks, David, for making me break that down. I'm slightly overwhelmed. um but the day-to-day operations um i I keep tabs on those and make sure that our team is well equipped to do what they do very well um one thing that um, the team that i've had previously knows is i let people do um, what they are already experts at and i just try to find ways to help highlight that that they're trying to achieve so um, it is a matter of empowering them giving them the voice that they need and playing the bad guy whenever necessary and um, helping them to be successful because their success is my success and the company's success as a result.
0: Speaking of empowering and success, you're making history as the first black woman to have a role in the entire company. Uh, how does that make you feel? And, and uh, how do you hope to be able to uh, continue this path for others?
2: yeah i think um you know it's it's mixed emotions um the um you know candid emotion is it's 2022 and this is history um but then the other side of it is i'm I'm beyond humbled to have been blessed to have this opportunity and it's something i certainly don't take lightly um i have an eight-year-old daughter whom i tell you know the sky is the limit and now i have examples that i can show her and it's not just me there are others that um, you know, I proudly say they paved the way in their own different ways, and helping me have this opportunity that I'm having. Um, I've already received um, just personal notes from um, young females that I've watched and have encouraged along the way, and how they said that this just helped them be even more motivated. And you know, I feel like that's my role right now is um, not just to motivate the team that I work with, um, but also those future leaders that. I'm hoping will think about me and take care of me one day when I'm no longer able to do what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about Six Flags in this upcoming season. How different is it going to be this year than the last couple because we've had to deal with the pandemic for so long and now you kind of get to open things back up full on, don't you?
2: Yes, we do. And, um, you know, one thing that we noticed, we were fortunate enough to be able to operate um, during the pandemic. We did have um, some regulations that were put up on us and we followed those um, above and beyond that, that was asked by um, the government. But um, one thing we noticed was that the demand was there. And um, what we did was we provided a safe opportunity for guests. We are proud to say that we had no cases. Um, from guests who came and visited. And um, what we also noticed was that there were ways to make the guest experience even better. Um, You know, we we, as many entertainment venues have gone completely cashless. Um, It helps expedite the transaction, but it also makes it easier for the guests. They don't have to wonder, do I have enough cash? It's just a matter of which card am I going to use? Um, You know, we um, have offered a streamlined entry into the park um, and so it's those sort of things that we noticed during the time of trouble that actually worked to our benefit, both during that time and beyond. We've taken that evolution and we've just decided that we're going to uh, take the, the um, process that we used to get guests in and open up that entire entry. So, David and Kristen, I don't know when's the last time you've been out to the park, but I can tell you that the entrance experience is completely different And we're so proud of it. Um, It's just part of a beautification effort that we've launched this year and are looking forward to continuing it um, beyond this year and um, see what comes in, in the days ahead.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this year is probably going to be the biggest year coming out of the pandemic where there were a lot of hardships just for, uh, you know, a lot of different types of business. Every industry was, you know, w- basically untouched by, you know, the, the pandemic, right. Uh, and, and learning a new way of life. But one mm-hmm. thing that we have heard, um, unfortunately are some tragic stories with different amusement parks across the nation and how, how, How does that affect business here in North Texas and how crucial is it to uh, make sure that, you know, guests feel safe when they come to experience all of that Six Flags has to offer?
2: Well, Kristen, one thing that I can assure you is safety is our number one priority and it's not just a PR spill. It is something that we live and breathe. Our uh, maintenance division is some of the top notch, not just in the company, but in the country. We have people that come and seek our advice on how to move forward with operating our rides. Um, Our guys take great pride in everything that they do and their inspections of the rides, it is multifaceted. So not only do we have a local check, we have state checks that we implement and ask. We have third party um, inspectors come in and check our rides on a regular basis. Um, But anytime our rides are operating, you can know that it has been checked multiple times, and that the redundancy safety measures that are in place, they're in place for a reason, and we um, stand by those. And sometimes it could be a little bit of a, you know, a um, disadvantage for the guests because it may take you just a little bit longer to be able to enjoy that first drop on the ride, but I can guarantee you that you will appreciate it when you're coming back in from that, that experience, knowing that not only were you able to enjoy it, but you were able to do so safely.
1: One thing about uh, Six Flags over Texas is for those people that are still new to the area may not have experienced Six Flags yet, it's always been so exciting to find out the new attraction that (laughs) Six Flags has every year. So what's new in the park this year?
2: Oh, my. So um, we have a few this year. We have the Texas Skyscreamer Sled Experience, and that allows you to do your best Superman impersonation. 400 feet in the air so you are free flying looking at the Arlington skyline Kristen your reaction is my reaction and let me tell you oh that is my god I told the guys I'm good you but, haven't tried oh, that one. one oh my, my jaw dropped and I will not we also have the seats and I will sit in the seats all day long I love going up there and just kind of taking it all in it is a nice reprieve But, um, you know, it's a completely different experience when you're laying on your belly 400 feet in the air. So there's a reason why it's called a superhero pose. (laughs) Um, But we also have Pirates of Spelunker Cave. That ride will be opening up, um, or I should say reopening, um, next month. And it is a nod to our beloved cave ride that opened up in 1964. And the characters that were featured um, during that time are spelunkers, and they will be making a reappearance. Um, They have a different journey this time than what they did before, but it's still, it's so great. I'm so excited about that one, probably more so than the third ride that will be opening. And this is a rare opportunity to have three ride experiences at Six Flags Over Texas, but we do. Um, So um, Aquaman Power Wave will be opening up in the middle of the summer. And that one is the um, first of its kind in North Texas. It is a water coaster. And um, that, too, will be a great experience and a great reprieve during the summer heat, too. Yes, we
0: definitely need that. You know, now that you're in your new position, we as customers, we get to experience all of this stuff for the first time. But it takes months and planning, I can only imagine, and meetings and actually having to go see these, you know, um, these rides before you even consider bringing them to your park. So are you excited about being part of the process of building the future of Six Flags?
2: Alongside some great, uh, great trust to um, take this all in. So, um, me segueing into this position, um, it just allows me to, I guess, be a little more vocal and and not as apologetic. (laughs) Um, But um, it is great to be in the room um, and continue to be in the room, I should say. Um, But, um, you know, to your point, Kristen, like we. Um, Aquaman Power Wave, that's been a project that's been three years in the making, but it was discussed well before then. Um, we're already talking about, you know, what is year 2024, 2025 going to look like? Um, in order for us to stay in that competitive realm, you have to look that far ahead. Um, but the meetings, I can tell you that I can, I, I wish we had a little less of, but I understand the importance of it. I, I think everyone can, can relate to that one <laughs> and
1: space is at a premium of course at at Six Flags if you're bringing in new rides they're gonna have to be other rides that do close down in the future though right
2: um, no not necessarily I think what we're looking at and um, you know uh, I think what what is true is the labor demand. So labor is going to continue to be top of mind in a conversation. Um, But in terms of our opportunity to be able to run the rides, as long as the labor is there, then they will be fully running. So uh, we are making um, assessments on what is the most popular ride. I think that's a fair thing to say. And um, just making sure that we're putting the best product out there for guests, not only from an experiential um, point of view, but also just from a labor point of view.
0: Uh, You know, Six Flags has such a special meaning and in in so many people's hearts, their families, memories, you know, traditions and um, to be. Uh, what, what does Six Flags mean to you, uh, <laughs> uh, all the years that you've spent there, and, and uh, what's the special place it holds in your heart?
2: I am determined not to get emotional because my eyelashes need to stay on for just a wee bit longer. But um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite questions whenever I'm asked. Unfortunately, it's not enough, um, enough times. If I would have discovered this place sooner in life, I would have been here. I absolutely love my job um you know even the bad days are good days and it's because you're surrounded by people that you not only care about but you know care about you and care about the work that we do we don't take lightly the responsibility that we have and not only keeping people safe but that they're making an investment to come and have a good time whether it be with their family or with their friends and the fact that they chose us is something that we take to heart so our goal is that we deliver every single time we don't always win but what we say is it's not about the mistake it's about the correction that happens and we're teaching kids so we have to you know it's a great opportunity to help them be future leaders and learn hands-on the importance of not always being right but being willing to correct your wrongs and admit those wrongs and do what you can to make it better
1: the Six Flags Company has several different amusement parks all over the country. Is there competition among the parks, different <laughs> kinds of friendly competitions between you and say Georgia or California
2: or Fiesta, Texas down to I-35? I mean, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> is there,
2: there is David, I'd be lying if I didn't say, but it is friendly. Um, you know, I, adjo- I adore the park president. That's down there. Jeffrey Siebert. Um, me and I have had similar career paths and so um, you know we relate to one another quite well but when we see them have a really good weekend um, of course we say good job but then we're like Man, how did they beat us in this so what are they doing that's making people more excited than what we're doing um, you know it's it's a nice ribbing fun but it's it's something that um, that we're always doing and you know we always say California is just on a different playing field and so it's like There's everyone else, and then there's California.
1: (laughs) One of of the other things is you've been at Six Flags for a while now. Are there still nuances and secrets that you're still discovering about Six Flags, even after all this time? Okay,
2: David, I'll let you in on a trick. Um, Well, not a trick. I'll let you in on something that I had not even confessed to the guys because my pride would not allow me to. I got lost in the park the other day. Um, I was taking one of the back areas and I was like, I was for sure I knew where I was going. And the next thing I knew, I was like, nope, this is a dead end. And so then I went to the left and that was not it. And lo and behold, sometimes you just have to keep going straight. But I was determined to make a turn. So to answer your question, yes, there are still nuances. And um, we internally tend to call ride names by the manufacturer names or by if they get renamed then we will call them by the name they were prior to the rename. So um, at times I get tripped up on which ride we're referring to or which ride should be called what, but um, that's one of the things between me and the maintenance guys, and they love giving me a hard time about it anytime they can.